minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Anthony, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. This would be the third part to the Faith series, and um, as said before, this is going to talk about the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the Roman officer um, in Matthew 5, correction, Matthew 8, 5 through 13, <clears throat> and for a little bit of context, I'll I will read that. Um, it says, When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pled with him. <clears throat> Lord, my young servant lies in a bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. <clears throat> Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, excuse me, and I have all authority over my soldiers. Only need to say go and they go, or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. I tell you this, <clears throat> excuse me, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from the east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many, but many Israelites, those whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into the outer darkness, where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the officer, go back home. Because you have believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, I want to break this down in a couple pieces. And we'll talk about why this is faith. And first off, I want to speak about the fact that the officer had the sense to go to Jesus with his request. So, if we're speaking about faith, one of the first things you need to do is have enough sense uh, to, to, to take it to Jesus since um, I'm looking for a different word I don't know why I'm struggling with it uh, courage could be a part of that sense courage um, you know all of this is boiling down to faith obviously so I mean with with that first step in faith, you've got to have the the know-it-all, the ability, the sense, to to the courage to take that to Jesus and and ask the request. So let's first state state the fact that if 
this officer didn't go to Jesus, then his servant isn't healed. And maybe, maybe he doesn't live I mean, it doesn't say whether he was dying or anything, but maybe he does if this officer doesn't take the first step. And that's just simply going to Jesus with this request, with this prayer. <clears throat> so I wanted to point that part out. The next piece that I want to point out <clears throat> is that the, the officer was humble. He humbled himself to the Lord. And we know that by the statement, I am not worthy. So he comes to Jesus with his request. And uh, he, he's, he's saying, you know, uh, I, need, I need you to heal my servant. And Jesus, okay, well, I'll go with you and I'll heal him and do that. Whoa, 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 no, no, no. I'm not even worthy for you to, to be in my home. I, you know, because let's keep one thing in mind here. This, this dude was not a... He wasn't Jewish. And thus, at, the, at that point in time, not a believer. So, he's telling Jesus, hey man, I'm not even worthy of you coming to my house. There's someone else who said that. John the Baptist, basically... Not, not, you're not worthy to come to my house, but John the Baptist was saying, There's someone coming behind me who, who I'm not even worthy to strap, you know, his sandals. And this is that same type of faith from this officer. Now, the difference is, John the Baptist was Jewish and was set out to be the mouthpiece that came before the Messiah. So, John the Baptist had this background to tie him to. Jesus, this Roman officer, while for all intents and purposes, did not. So, the fact that he humbled himself to Jesus when talking to him is a huge deal. Because, as he said in here, he has superiors and he has officers under him. So, he's he's an important guy. He's an important dude. Um, that, I mean, that kind of goes with the concept of why he was saying the stuff like hey I know what it means to say something and people do it dude you know I have I have people that I report to and I have people that report to me so it's not like this was some random Joe Schmo who who had no bit of importance he seemed what we can take from the, the, the context of the story is that he had some sense of stature. So he could have really been feeling himself and came with this attitude of, you know, Jesus, I need you to heal my servant because I am who I am. And because of that, I deserve for you to do so because I'm an important dude. And when I ask for stuff, I get it. He could have very well did that. And we all know that... <sighs> what would have happened had he come in that manner because Jesus says in the old in the new testament as well as said in the old testament that God exalts those who humble themselves and humble those who exalt themselves so that's an important piece to this um that this dude came to Jesus and humbled himself and came below him 
to let him know, look, I know, I know who, I know you're an important dude. I know, I know you are important and you are powerful. And I know that you, um, there's something special to you and I am bowing to that. And that's a, that's another piece about <coughs> faith that we need to keep in mind because not always do we have that humility piece when we come to God. Sometimes, oftentimes, even us believers have this piece of, well, I am doing this. I do that. I do this. I am this. And we have this expectation that even when coming to the Lord in a haughty sense, arrogant, conceited, that we should get what we are asking for, which I'm kind of speak. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm confused and stuff. I don't know if I wrote this down and I'm working on it or if I did this episode and I don't know. So anyway, this is a piece to the Lord's prayer. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. That's that's us humbling ourselves to reference who he is. You know, we, we gotta we gotta put ourselves in perspective and and let you know give reverence to God's power as his authority. He's our he's our creator. He's our he's our king, he is our father. We have to give that reference. And this this soldier had that. So that's another important piece about faith. We gotta give God his glory. We gotta give God his due. <clears throat> so the next piece I want to go into with this is Um the dude uh, obviously had um huge faith. Because he understood the, the words were powerful. Jesus' words were powerful. And that was all he needed. So that's going back to the first piece of when Jesus said, I'll go heal him. And he's like, wait, no, no, no. All you got to do is say something. And we know that he believed that because he didn't back down. He went back to saying, hey, man, I, I got people that I report to and I got people that report to me. And all we got to say is jump. And they say, how high? Stop. And they stop. Come, they come. Go, they go. So he understood the importance of um, of words, and he obviously understood Jesus's authority because he said these things to him. Man, you don't even need to do anything other than speak. I know this. I know that if you say it, it's done. So I don't want to trouble you. I don't want to bother you having you coming all the way to my you know to, to leaving what you're doing I don't want you to stop what you're doing to come to me to do this request that I'm asking when you don't even need to do that all you got to do is speak it excuse me and that you know that 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 statement in and of itself it, I, you know so as I read it before I did this I was kind of stuck on the he was amazed. Jesus was amazed when he heard this. And I say that because as I read it, I had to know, and you know, this is me. So 
my thought was, well, Jesus had to know this was coming. So why was he amazed? And so I, I think they put that Jesus was amazed because this is what he showed to the, the to the disciples and those following him. Because obviously Jesus has got the Holy Spirit. He, I mean, he is, he is God. It's not like things came up and they were shocking him. As Jesus was here on earth, him and God had constant, con- you know, contact. And, you know, he, he knew, I mean, he knew things that were coming on. He knew things the Pharisees were thinking that they didn't even speak about. You know, he did, there's all kinds of things that Jesus knew that he, you know, by all and naturally speaking, shouldn't have known. So me reading that this time, I'm like, well, how was he amazed? And this is why I say this piece. I believe that his, it was written down in the book that he was amazed because it was, it was the, the thing that he showed his disciples almost like with, so with this, I think I, I see Jesus and I'm going to just use my own vernacular. You know, this dude says this and Jesus is like, man, and he looks at his peeps. He's like, did y'all hear what he just did? Like, man, I've been with, I've been with y'all and I, I you know, and the, and the, the Jews have been studying this stuff for thousands of years. And in all this time, I ain't never heard anyone that had the same faith that this guy has. And that's just, I mean, that's just what I got from it. And not that Jesus was shocked by it, but that he wanted the people following him to see, you know, how how big of a deal it was that this dude got it. And, that, you know, a lot of them hadn't got it. And we know they hadn't got it because he goes on to say that, you know, there are Gentiles coming from all over the world, the east and the west, and they'll sit with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and and feast in the kingdom of heaven. But there's some Israelites, and I'm paraphrasing that, that that the kingdom was made for, and they're going to be thrown into darkness. So what Jesus is saying is, man, this dude isn't even a believer. He's not even a follower. And yet he got this piece down, this faith piece and there's a lot of people, and you know, because of that, his seat in heaven is is set. He'll sit. That's what they mean when it says he will sit with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the fathers of the faith. You know, Abraham being the father of the faith. You know, and on down because Jacob is who Israel was named after when God changed his name from Jacob to Israel. So he's using things that will catch their attention and basically what he's saying is because of this man's faith he's going to be in heaven with my father now there's people that y'all know and people who y'all studied under who the kingdom of heaven was made for because those are God's chosen people who ain't even gonna make it because they don't have the faith that this man has and that's essentially what he's saying in that piece and I think again his amazement was to show them the, the, the people with them like this is a big deal like how can y'all be with me and not have the same faith that this man has and he ain't even with me like you know like I can hear me you know again this is me like he have y'all ever seen this dude before like y'all don't even know this dude 
And yet, he comes up to me and he's like, hey, I get it. I get it. All I got to do is do this and bam. And you know what? I believe that all you got to do is speak it. And there were some of the 12 who didn't have that same faith. We know this because we've read it. Because Peter denied him three times. If Peter had the faith that this guy had at that time, he wouldn't have denied Jesus the three times. Or again, Peter was walking on water, walking on water, and then his faith was deterred by the wet, the storms that he saw, and he, he began to sink. Again, that's just Peter. But if you read the Gospels, John talks about his himself and the times of his unbelief, and you know it, it, it's. It's not, let me, let me, as I'm saying this, this is not to, to condemn or belittle any of, any of the disciples or the followers. It's just that Jesus was trying to prove a point of look here. Y'all see, you've seen the things that I've done. You've been with me. And yet this man has not. And you hear the faith that he has. That's essentially what I, what, what, what I feel from that, that text in the, in the scripture. Like, come on, man. Y'all see everything and don't have the same faith as this man who doesn't. And so that's what, um, that's what I get. This is, now this is, I had this down to like four different, four or five different points, but I'm combining, um, my third and fourth point because they kind of go together. And that's, you know, again, to say that he had more faith than, then the believers that follow Jesus and the Jews who study the law. And, you know, he's a non-believer. Now, I think we can kind of tie that to, to some of our day and age. And there are people who don't follow or believe, you know, are non-believers. And they operate in faith better than believers. And I have seen with my own eyes this. And I've heard some of the things that people who don't believe say and watch some of their actions based off of what they said. And they're very much operating in a spiritual, biblical context. But because they don't, either they don't read the Bible or they don't believe the Bible they're not seen as believers and I'd like to think that some of them just hasn't haven't some of them just haven't given enough attention to to be a believer but I've seen people who are non-believers who came across as more faith than people who were believers I've heard them say things you know they use words like the power of uh, positive thinking. That's essentially what, <laughs> that's what the Bible tells us. You know, when Jesus is talking to these people about their faith and what this Roman soldier, that, that's the power of positive thinking. That's what the world wants to call it. We call it faith. Because again, we walk by faith and not by sight. That is, that is, um, that is in and of itself the power of positive thinking. 
And man, I, I keep spatting off these Bible verses and I'm not, I ain't even think I was going to say any of them. If it comes to me as I'm talking, I'll, I'll reference where it came from. But, you know, it's it's just, it's crazy that, um, that people are, uh, the people who, it's Second Corinthians 5, 7 is we walk by faith and not by sight. But we have people who are in fact believers who can't do that very, that thing. And we have people who don't even believe in God who operate in this. And I think that's, that's a piece of what this is talking about. And this is what Jesus is saying to us that's what we as nowadays believers and followers of Christ can get from this not one of the things sorry not that look at here you have people who don't even believe in me who operate in faith better than you who believe in me now does that mean we're going to go to hell for it no but we could struggle here Tremendously, because we can't operate in that same faith. And there are people who, for whatever reason, don't care, don't want to care, don't know, who are operating in the same principles of uh, a faith that we're supposed to be operating in without the Holy Spirit. And mind you, we have the Holy Spirit with us, so we should be doing it all the more. Man, I, I believe that's where Jesus is going with that point. That's what he's, tr- that's what he's trying to get them to, to grasp, to understand. Um, and so I'll leave that and go into my next point. The next point, Jesus tells them his servant is saved. And and I, <laughs> all right. So Christian, this might mess with you, but I'm gonna read it anyway. Jesus tells his servant, he tells the the soldier that his servant is saved because of his faith. Not because of Jesus' power, but because of his faith. Now, this is not to say that Jesus isn't powerful. But Jesus doesn't say to him, oh, yes, because because you talked to me, I decided to heal him. That's not what Jesus said here. Jesus said, because you believe, it happened. Go home. Because you believed, it has happened. Again, this is a man who was a non-believer who went to the Lord and said, you are all powerful. You can do this. I, you don't, I, I have no doubt that you can do this. And I don't need to see some voodoo woohoo magic trick or anything for me to believe it I just know that if, if I ask you and all you got to do is speak it and it'll happen because that's essentially what it is because a lot of us are waiting for Jesus to do these pile of tricks magic something you know genie stuff to, to believe that things are going to happen 
And this man who isn't a believer was saying, I don't need to see anything. I don't, all I need to know is you are Jesus. You are the Lord and you can do this and we're good. So thank you. And then I'm out, you know, essentially. And Jesus tells him like, all right, cool. Because you believe because of your faith, this has happened. And that's not by accident that Jesus speaks that, that this is recorded. Mind you, his disciples are standing right there. His followers are standing right there in earshot of this. And Jesus says, all right, man, go home. Because you believed, this has happened. I got to believe me being, this is me thinking. Jesus probably looked at, at, at his disciples again and was like, are y'all paying attention? Like, are y'all getting this? Y'all got front row seats to this. Now, mind you, they saw this. And yet, later on, they still had issues with faith. So, this is not to belittle or begrudge or... This is... Faith is not the easiest thing in the world to do. I Let me preference that. I'm not sitting here sitting saying that I am constantly operating in faith all the time. I never have any doubt. I'm not saying that. But I believe that with each with each thing that comes, I I get better about faith and so when I'm in in this place of doubt it's it's less and less as I grow more and more in, in my faith if that makes sense so I think that Jesus it doesn't say anything here but I think Jesus might have took this as a teaching moment to be like hey man y'all need to pay attention to what just happened like like really y'all gotta see what happened this dude was not one of us and he said something to me that none of y'all have really said. And he got it. You should pay attention to that. So, I believe that. And I believe that's what Jesus is saying to me. Even that's why these words are coming out of my mouth. It's like, look, this is this is important to know that there's someone who, by all rights, shouldn't have said what he said. He said it and believed it. And because he believed that it happened. And I, I have to believe that after this, 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 um, this soldier gave himself to, to, to the Lord. I got to believe that. Otherwise, I, I don't really, other than the fact that getting us to see that someone, uh, 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 um, someone operated in strong faith. I don't, I, I don't see why it, it's recorded. So I believe that he leaves there, especially because he goes home and he sees that his, his servant is healed. So you can't you can't convince me that he wasn't talking about Jesus when he went home and saw this. Like, man, I went and saw that dude, Jesus, there that the people were talking about, and I did this and we said this, and he said he was healed, and y'all said he's been healed at this time. That's when Jesus said it. So, man, y'all gotta find, y'all gotta hear about this, brother. And I believe that this soldier went around preaching about Jesus. I can't back that. This is just me. I believe that. I know what 
I would do if I was in a similar situation. And when I saw, I was there to hear him say the words and I go home and everybody that's at home said, man, all of a sudden at two o'clock, I'm just making this up. All of a sudden at two o'clock, this dude was healed. It was, it was, it was amazing. It was crazy. And then I'm like, wait a minute. That was when I was talking to that dude, Jesus. He said that he said that it was two o'clock when he said that. So I believe that the soldier went on and it started the foundation for for people being in faith in that um, in that place. So that's again, that's my own thought. I, I am. I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking myself. I can't back that. But maybe maybe he was a key contributor to why Romans started following because this guy who was um, of highest stature is all of a sudden talking about this guy Jesus and maybe that was maybe this is the seeds planted for what ended up being Roman Catholic I mean we know that Peter's teachings are what led to that that faith but this could very well be the seeds being planted right here. Again, I'm just talking. Maybe this is Holy Spirit. I don't know. This is just me speaking. So, with that being said, though, my last point on this, and I will, it's kind of connected to what I just said, is this soldier at some point had to have heard the teachings of Jesus. He had to have, he had to have heard it. Now, as I read as I read this, I don't remember it saying it, it doesn't say that this guy was following or anything, but he couldn't have went to Jesus and said with such conviction and belief that one I'm not worthy for you to come to my house, but to all I know, all you got to do is speak on it, man, and it and it and it, and it will be, excuse me. So he couldn't have that much conviction and faith if he hadn't heard the teachings, whether it was that same day, whether word had got back to him. Maybe even at some point he went up and, you know, he heard something and he kind of just was listening to it himself. I mean, I don't know, but I am certain that he heard these teachings because he wouldn't have, wouldn't be able to have that faith in that. And Romans ten seventeen says, <clears throat> excuse me. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the good news of about Christ. So you can't have faith for Christ if you don't hear about Christ. So at some point, this dude hears about Jesus. Like I said, it could have been that very day. Jesus said something or did something that inspired him. And then he was like, wait a minute. Or maybe, like I said, because, I mean, he he wouldn't have went there talking about my servant is sick. Can you heal him if he didn't have any expectation that he was doing it? Which is another, another piece of faith. You got to speak it and expect it. You got to seek Jesus. You got to expect that he's going to do big things. So I, I recant what I'm saying. At some point, he heard something about it at a at an earlier point. And then he comes to Jesus with expectations already. Otherwise, he doesn't approach Jesus. 
I expect that when you say what you said, it will happen. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So this dude came with the strong faith and expectation of knowing all I got to do is talk to him. All I got to do is talk to him and my man is going to be healed. So what is all of this when when speaking about faith? We need to have the same conviction that this man has had. We need to have the same audacity, courage that this man had. Because again, he's a Roman soldier who's not a Roman officer of correction, who is not a follower of Christ, who went before Christ asking him to bless him. This is how we know grace is real because according to the law, he had absolutely zero rights asking for God to heal his his servant because he wasn't under the law. This proves that grace, God's grace was around before Jesus. Now, it made it more readily available and we have the Holy Spirit because of it. But I mean, you can look in the, in the Old Testament and see God's grace. I mean, Genesis. <clears throat> when the when the um when the Jews were were leaving Egypt, there's plenty of grace in that in and of itself. So, but this is another aspect of God showing His grace. Because again, because legally legally speaking, this guy had no rights to even ask Jesus to heal his his servant. I don't know if his servant was Jewish or not. That I don't know. Maybe that's how he heard about it. I don't know. What I do know is that the, the soul the officer was not. So by law, he should not have been able to do so. But he came to Jesus, humbled himself, and didn't come spitting this religious rhetoric saying, Oh, holy art thou David, you know, son of David, and and, and spitting all this religious rhetoric to him, trying to to, um, kiss up to him. I'm sorry to say it like that, but you know trying to kiss up to him and, and get him to say, hey man, I, I get it. I understand. I know the words to say to get you to listen to me. That ain't what he did. He was like, hey man, my my servant is paralyzed and in terrible pain and man, I've been hearing that <clears throat> you heal people and I need you to heal him. And he's like, I'll come with you. No, 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 no. I ain't even worthy of that. I'm not even under your, you know, your your whole, and I'm not saying he said this, but I'm not even under your your system, man. I'm not even legally bind to this system. But I heard you heal people, and I heard you care about people, and I heard you love people, and so I'm coming to you as someone who is earnestly asking for your help, and I'll drop to my knees and and and. 
and, and humble myself before you because I know that you are special. Even if he didn't call him the Messiah, I know that you are special. I know that you are God sent. There's something about you. So I'm going to humble myself to you. And I know that when I do this, that you will, will heal my servant. And you don't even got to come to my house. All you got to do is say it. And once you say it, I know it's done. <clears throat> so we've thrown grace and we've thrown faith in the same thing. And this dude's faith let grace come into work in his life. And because he not only that, he had a he had a heart. He was he was praying for someone other than himself. This was, you know, this was my servant is in pain and paralyzed. Now, there weren't, I, I, I got to think that not every officer or whomever that had a servant was that worried about their servants in the, in the way that there could be more to replace him. <clears throat> and I mean, they say servant, it could be his employee. It doesn't necessarily mean that it was a slave. They just, that's just words they use. So it could have been his employee, but nonetheless, there could have been another body to replace, but he came out of his way from where he lived to seek Jesus, to ask him to heal his servant. That is very much a selfless thing to do. And that also gave Jesus the access to, to, uh, to do these things for this man. His faith and his motive in praying gave him access to do, do things that the law would not allow for him to do because we have to keep in mind everything Jesus did had to be according to the law because he had to be sinless in order to be the sacrifice so there's these caveats that come through and grace had always been there because God was always given God had been given grace before and this guy came in in the right way but his faith driven and that's why Jesus was able to bless this man and and uh, heal the servant. <clears throat> so we need to work towards that type of faith because we are to be the, that example. Again, I keep saying we because I don't always ex ex exemplify that faith myself. So we need to pay attention to what this Roman officer did and the faith he displayed and understand that if God is giving grace to this man who wasn't under his covenant then God will all the more give us his grace who are under his covenant and we gotta believe and we gotta come to God and we don't necessarily have to come with this pretty wording and long speeches and you know different objects trying to get God's attention because we don't need all that Jesus help me is enough <laughs> if you are if you are if you need a help Jesus help me is enough if you humble yourself to him and believe that not only he can but will do it if you ask so we're going to end on that note. <laughs> Come back next week. Um, we will talk about calming ca the calm during the storm 
as it pertains to faith. Um, I love y'all. I pray that everybody under the sound of my voice hear this and it plants good seed um, and and, uh, it grows into great fruit. Um, I love y'all. God bless.